do. Bam, we're live. <laughs> there it is. You forgot that welcome, one time. Welcome to the Coffee Wads and Pods podcast. I'm your host, Peter. The show sucks today. Please go over to Apple and ding the shit out of it. We deserve it. Apple. People don't listen to this on Apple. Man, dude. Man, oh, man. How do I sound? Horse. Good. Mr. Howell, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Mr. Townsend, hey. how are you? Yo, yo. God, I hope you guys carry the show today. Hold on. God, I hope you guys carry the show. James is here to carry the show. Oh, please. Oh, bye, James. <laughs> Too much pressure for him. He's like, yeah, F that. Too I'm much pressure here. for him. No way, Jose. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can you hear me? We can. We He's can. Back. Where are you going? We can. Why, do we, why don't we start with this dude? Oh, man. I've been hit by a truck, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start with this dude. This dude. This Did, guy I, in second? Yeah, this guy in second. He he did uh I think four guys at the Far East did four thirty. Are, are any of you surprised by that? Three thirty. Sorry, three thirty. I apologize. Three thirty. I'm gonna make a lot of mistakes today. My name's Peter and I'm with the Coffee Wads podcast. My name's Peter. I see. Yes, four guys did that number. Insane, right? Pretty insane. They they all move better than anything I've ever seen, really. James, do, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, do the, do do these new CrossFitters is is that what they do? They kind of get obsessed. Um, they kind of get obsessed with like lifting weights. So we're going to see people get strong before the metabolic conditioning comes, or or what's going on? Yeah, yeah, that's what you know. I always tell. Well, I got one athlete in here that likes watching people on Instagram, and he thinks he's need he needs to get stronger. I'm telling him like, dude, you got more to worry about than getting stronger. You got to, you know, you got to take care of all the other stuff before you even worry about getting stronger, you know? So the important things matter, you know, not so just you're not all the time. So you're not surprised three guys, three thirty out of this, uh, podunk, uh, semifinal in uh, in Korea, nope. podunk, uh, by the way, beautiful podunk. What a great setup they have there. Beautiful, great lighting. Yeah, great place. What, uh, what do you think, Jr.? Are we, are we surprised to see four, four guys out of uh, Korea hit four uh, three thirty? You no, know, not at all. I mean, a lot of people would argue that the base, what, the best weightlifters in the world come from Asia, and they really qual, um, they really value <laughs> good, good, good movement quality, and uh -huh. you know, it just usually seems like they move really well. What's well, so I funny? I like it that James is laughing because I got a little clip. You have you have two race experts, James Townsend and Seval Matosian on the phone right now. And I'd like to play a little clip for you. Oh. I'd like to play. I'd like to play a little a clip for you guys that I saw on the morning chalk up. I found it fascinating. So uh, barbell lifting in Asia is something that generally speaking, Asian athletes in particular really enjoy. From an anthrometrics um and build standpoint actually the koreans just move so well with the barbell they're great squatters they've got great overhead positions so immediately i was already excited anthrometrics they have an unfair advantage because they're asian what the hell is anthrometrics limb weights asians are better lifters than the rest of us yeah you i mean when quit. i mean <laughs> when you're you know when you're five two five three i mean are they five two and five three? Everyone who hit three thirty is that how tall they are? No, <laughs> no, 
There was one guy who was stupid jacked who hit 330. He was lifting right before Alexander Illin, I think. Is this the Kuwaiti guy? I don't remember where he was from, but I just remember he was crazy. He put his arms over his head, and each of his biceps were bigger than his head. Like, oh, my God. Let's look at the guy in second place. He's fucking huge. Yeah, we we did. Hold on a second. Hold on. I want to look at the definition of this word. Anthro, anthrometry refers to the measurements of the human individual as early tool of physical anthropology. It has been used for identification for the purpose of understanding human physical variation. Here's the thing. I, I like it that he said it. I, I'm not hating on the guy. But but um, if, you, if you go to Africa, there's dudes who are uh, as many variations as dudes as there are in as, as white dudes. And if you go to Asia, there's as many. Vari- I mean, there's Koreans, there's Japanese, there's Chinese, there's Filipino. I mean, we got they all got all the bodies. Are you familiar with a low bar back squat, Savan? I kinda. Don't embarrass me in front of James. I know. I know James is familiar <laughs> with it, but it's just I, some, I, like some people have. I'm different. not saying that people aren't different, but it's. I, but it's I, I don't like low bars. Uh, low bars. Um, I mean, low back well, squat. You would that, say that you've got like an 800 pound high bar back squat. That, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, some people this, are good. How how long before we have an Asian guy on the podium at the at the CrossFit Games? Long time. Long well, time? Asian Asian as in. I mean, it might like be this Roman, year. Roman goes. Roman, Roman Krennikov Asian or Asian is like you know Southeast no, a, Asia. A, Asia, yeah, that kind. Long time, I think. Why? Why do you say that? I don't know. I mean, I just think if China gets in the mix, they they just start something but, happens. But right now, no one's in the mix, and you don't see. I mean, you would think that guys like Justin Medeiros, Dallin Pepper, James Guy <laughs> Tudor, a lot of these guys are seem like they're in line. I don't see anybody else threatening. Let's, Someone goes, why is the thumb calling in from World War II? I know, I know. You should see my DMs are full of just how, just just hammering the poor thumb. Just hammering. Uh, I, I, how, how strong is, um, how strong is, hey, do you even have the right headphones chosen? I know you have the headphones on, but do you have the right mic chosen, Taylor? What am I, is that, You're yeah. Computer. And he, he only did it. how much? That, I think that's three. <laughs> that's part of his mouth disappears in the, under that beard. Uh, Taylor, how strong is that guy? Can you do that? No, I can't do that. James, you can, can you do that? Me? Yeah, can you. you catch it two inches from lockout and then push it out like that, 310? Uh, yeah, I mean, anything anything under 335, I'm push pressing. So, <laughs> I, like real way, question I, is, I like the way James grabs his shoulder, too. Did you see that as he says that? He's like, yeah. <laughs> what can you hit on that complex, James? We saw the 355. I'm sure everyone wants to know. What could you hit? Yeah, yeah. So, so I wanted to try it out, and um, I plan on doing it again, depending on what Guy does. So... Ooh. So I could just I could just see, but um, you know, with with all the excitement from the crowd and everything, I think I'll open up at three sixty five, <laughs> so three eighty five, and then four or five. Wow, you're cool. not joking. You had a four something pound power clean at one point, didn't you? Like a four forty five power clean. Four twenty five. Four twenty five. Yeah. Let's see. Where, Pretty where, good. <laughs> how how many posts ago was that? Was that your most recent one? Yeah, maybe uh two or three. 
I see the boxing one. I see. Is it okay? Here it is. Here it is. Let's take a look at this. Yeah, the jerk was horrendous. <laughs> you were trying to compete with that guy, Nasir. The music was great, but I know I'll get copyright violation if I fuck with that. Tonight, sure right. too. Yeah, it was victory from from Diddy. Damn. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. That's three fifty-five. At least it was a split jerk. The other guys was like a push press looking thing. Uh, um, so now you have uh, James Townsend's credentials. I want to see if I can pull up uh, one other man's credentials here, if I can. Mr. J.R. Howell, who owns uh, CrossFit Crash. Let's see if I can share this page. J.R., what is happening in this photo? If you don't, here, here you are with the great uh, Dave Castro. Hmm. Did you compete at the games? Uh, allegedly, yeah, last year. <laughs> Allegedly. Did you? Did you really? <laughs> yes. What what division? 35 to 39. Dang. Nice. Wow. I had nice. no idea. And uh and, and what what are you do you remember this moment that you and Dave are talking? Yeah, it's definitely a moment I'll never forget. Okay. Tell us, tell us two men of men of a lot of words, J.R. Howell <laughs> and Dave Castro, two of the most talkative men I know. Yeah, so I got done with hey. I got done with this workout, which is the legless rope climb. Um deadlift workout and he walked up to me and he said wow you guys went really fast on that and i said yeah thanks you know and he he looked at me up and down head to toe and said you look so tall out there but you're not that tall (laughs) and then he said he turned and he looked at the ropes and he said those are supposed to be 20 feet I don't think they're 20, more like 18. And that was, and that it. was it. That was it. Um, did he even ask your name? Did he say your name? No, he just yeah. said, you, he just said, you crushed it. That's all he said. Very That's intimate. Dave. That's Dave. Angelo, thanks for um, coming on for a few minutes today. Angelo DeChico going to the, the games with one of the mayhem teams. You just pick a name. Uh, <laughs> it will suit him. Uh, there's, there's something, um, I feel really bad putting you on the spot here like this, but some, yeah, I will. Uh, Some footage has come out that I don't think you guys wanted us to see um, from the mayhem camp. Uh, I know uh, you guys have those semis bring in all of your equipment and all those people come in and you have that huge support team. And I know at the end, uh, 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 the, the workers, the carnies all get a Rich's shirt. They take turns taking Rich's shirt after every competition. And uh, I saw this, uh, happening uh, behind the scenes over at, uh, at the mayhem camp. And I'm just wondering if you could enlighten us on what happened. These, these are two gentlemen fighting over who gets uh, Rich's shirt here. Here we go. This is from Cookville, Cookville locals. <laughs> yeah, they look at Cookville locals. <clears throat> look at that form. <laughs> who wins? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh. oh, you think he's a lefty? You think he's a lefty? <laughs> anyway, Angelo, Angelo, what happens? Who ended up getting Jane? Uh, who ends up getting Richard's shirt out of those two? I think it was pretty obvious. <laughs> 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 the only guy still standing. 
James, can you work with those guys? Two guys come in like that into your gym. Can you turn them into CrossFitters? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're, 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 you, you work you work the magic uh the comedy is over and the uh the granite games have started um is it is it is it a, is that guy from what i'm seeing that guy nasir just had two good events and he's not going to stay at the top of the um of the leaderboard w what do you guys think a any opinions on this guy no well i don't know if this guy is as brutishly strong as he seems to be you know sometimes snatch can expose something like that i think the next event they have is a 200 double unders 100 foot handstand walk and then a snatch ladder but i'm not sure if that could be power or full and if it can be power i think he's got like a 365 power clean and push jerk on his instagram if it translates over to snatch he may crush that one and if he's got good grip endurance which he kind of proved on event one then he'll probably crush the 100 pound dumbbell workout at the end so Unless he's awful at legless rope climbs, he may be punching his ticket. And that's what that semifinal needs. They need some new blood. They need some like uh, better competition. Yes, yes, they do, Sevon. Yes, they do. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's go over. That's why to... they sent Robin over there. Let's they sent go Robin over there because they needed someone to watch, someone let's... to compete with Nasir. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was, I was trying to pump you up. No one else was doing I, it. I appreciate it. Uh, sorry, there's no leaderboard matches. Your search semifinals, Granite Game. Uh, okay. Let's see. What Will Bren said or said he just watched that guy squat snatch 305 in a ladder. So I think he's going to do just fine. Hey, do you think um, they purposely turn off the leaderboard so we can't do our show? Yeah, I think uh, that everything they do is in relation to our show, your show, the hey. show. Let's see here. What's going on? Here? They knew. They know James is on it. James, what do you think of the Far East programming? Man, you know what? To be honest, I haven't looked at it, but um, I mean, I think you know the program at, as a whole for all semifinals is is okay. I know there's a there's some athletes out there who who said it sucks. Um, I thought for Syndicate it was it was pretty good. I mean, obviously it's pretty good for my athlete. But um, um, but it's it's like it's like when I hear athletes kind of complain about the programming, you know, I got to go back and think like, all right, well, CrossFit has the term of fittest on earth, right? Or 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 the best athletes in the world, and so they have that hopper system. So with CrossFit, you need to be good at everything, right? So if you got athletes out there that's complaining about certain programming, then it's then to me that just tells me that all right. You're not working on everything because if you're in CrossFit and you're doing a competition and you're doing certain programming, there's no room for you to complain about, you know, certain program. That's just, that, that's just my two cents, you know, on. Do, oh. do you think they should all be the same or do you think all having different workouts is? I like, I like the old model of, of the way regionals were. I like that, you know, every workout should be the same, you know, even though, you know, um, the ones who go last have the advantage because they. I prefer that too. I've kind of recently flipped the script on that. I, I didn't like that at first. And now I, I prefer that. Angela, what do you think? Uh, I think you guys cut out for a second on what the semifinals programming. As yeah. You think it should all be the same, all, all the semifinals. Uh, yeah, I think it should be all the same. Um, I think they should at least the parameters that they choose should at least be tighter. Cause um, like looking at it, you couldn't 
I mean, I couldn't tell you any parameters that CrossFit set on it. Like the, they said, they set bumpers on what they want the workouts to look like. I mean, I couldn't tell you it, whether it's, you know, squatting in every workout, like that probably is a common thing they wanted. It seems like, but, um, or squatting close to every workout. But, uh, no, I, I think the regionals program was better. Um, now necessarily, I wouldn't say that all of the regionals program was the, always the best, but at least it was um, across the board. It was the same, and so you're getting the same people who are good at the same tests to the games. I think, like you know, um, I would use myself as an example. I think that I'm would I would consider myself close to making it in some semifinals, and maybe some I could make it, uh, or maybe some I would be you know bottom of you know mid fifteen or so. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of comes down to luck and where you get placed, and I don't really like that. I wish it was just all the way across the board. It was fair. From a fan's perspective, it would be better, too. Yeah, for I think sure. James- I, like, yeah. I always I always liked it, and I've been re-watching some older clips and stuff. Like, when I was watching a regional, you would see one guy in the first week, you know, set an event record, and then, like, on the last week, you re- I mean, obviously, the last week, they had more time to practice, and time to watch and so you can kind of cheat it a little bit but it is cool to see like you know the announcers get behind it and the fans get behind it you know they say oh you know rich froning did this workout in seven minutes week one but now you got matt fraser in week four and he's doing it six thirty. you know maybe he's maybe he's gonna beat rich this year you know it was a big talk and it kind of just hyped everything up for everybody Oh shit! He heard you talking shit about him. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking? About? <laughs> oh, hey, you Joe, missed Joe, my bit. you in every yeah. regional. That's all he said. Do you do you like regionals? <laughs> do you did you like how regionals was that it was always the same programming for everybody, or the semifinals being different? I actually like the semifinals different when the semifinals know what the hell they're doing on programming. Isn't Far East programming pretty good? Honestly, that's the one I haven't really looked at, to be honest. Him and James were out for a drink. They missed looking at that one. <laughs> you do Which like that programming, or were favorite? you just messing with them, Taylor? I thought you said yesterday you didn't like it. I was fucking with him. I was being oh. suspicious. Oh, oh. Rich, do you, have a, do you have a preferred? Do you, do you have a semifinal that you actually like the programming over the others? Um, I honestly, I've, I've liked Syndicate and Max workouts individually from each other i didn't like how a lot of them came together as an overall test if that makes sense like i thought each each event minus the crossfit ones because i don't that legless one was the i i mean i commented on your video hillard that it is you thank god yeah everyone's Uh, like that's not rich i'm like yes it is that's me thank you um I just, that is, it wasn't a great workout in 2014 and it was even worse in 2022, you know? So, um, the, I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, what's granite games that's going on right now. I don't, I don't love those at all. Um, I think nobody gives a shit it's teams cause you gross, but they're snatching <laughs> twice in the same day, which is ridiculous. Oh, wow. And there's one warm workout. Yeah, and and that's I mean you look at a lot of the different semifinals, you know, they I won't say which one, but there was not one there was maybe one true team test at a couple of them and the other ones were just individual efforts, you know, where it was hey, sprint your heart out and let your partner do some work and it would um I think, you know, and and that's like I said it's gross teams, but teams get the back burner a lot. I guess that's why I 
appreciate syndicate and Mac because I feel like they actually put some time into team um, events. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that how you also used to feel about the Wadapalooza programming for the team events too? Because I, it was yeah, like I, you sprint your ass off and then you kind of see where the individuals are at, but there was never really any true team component to it. Yep. Yeah. I've always kind of, you know, not loved the, the team aspect of what they have going on. There, this year they had a couple decent ones and then they had a couple yeah. swing and misses. Do you know who programs Randy games? I do not actually. Is it, public who, is it public who programs any of them? Is it public who programs any of them? Um, I thought maybe uh, Carlos. I thought Carlos commented on their podcast yesterday and said that Guido did it. I don't know how true that is. Oh yeah, I heard that too. Actually, someone wrote that in the comments here. I don't know if yeah. it's true either. That was one of the media guys from. Hey, Rich, I got a question for you. Um, so you're about to do 24 hour mountain bike ride? Uh, between four people, yeah. Uh, do you get approval from your team to do that? <laughs> no. Andrea hates it. I'm pretty sure she told, she told me after, um, uh, syndicate that, um, she can't wait for me to get through with all this mountain bike riding so I can start doing more CrossFit. Uh, James, if one of your, if uh tutor Magda, um, the future of the sport told you right now, he's about to do 24 mountain bike ride. What, what a what great words? name. Trice, when they said that he just said tutor and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. For him, for for him, I would say go ahead and do it because that's what he needs right now. Uh, really, even before the games, you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, hey, can't this wait till you know September first? Nah. Uh, Jr. Uh, what what would you tell um, what would you tell your athletes if they're if, if they're fooling around like Rich? Well, if they're as good as Rich, they can fool around as much as they want. It's not really <laughs> right, matter. Fine. Fuck it's you right. guys. Wait, wait, I'll ask you guys again. I'll ask you guys again when Rich is gone. <laughs> there's that whole component that you got to be a little bit risky right it's like if you take away that factor that is do whatever the hell whatever you want to do it then it might make you worse as an athlete go ahead and do it and get after it there is uh, there's a you know there's a an unnecessary risk component to everything but um yeah i mean i probably writing at night is not the the greatest thing we should be doing right now but um i really enjoy it so you know Richard, we've got you old. He needs to start crossing stuff off his bucket list. That's why he's doing that's this. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the bucket list phase of my life. You know, I'll be a master <laughs> next year. So, um, you know, I got to start knocking those things out before I die. Hey, Rich, I, I want to ask, ask you a question here. Um, there is a ton of hype uh, b- uh, behind um, Mal O'Brien and she's young. And you also had that hype behind you. What's the pressure feel like for her here when just everyone's just expecting you to take first? Is it fun or is it annoying? Did you remember any of that? Um, if she's anything like me, you don't really notice the outside pressure. I mean, I have that same pressure and still have the same pressure on myself and on our team. Um, but it's more of an internal pressure. Yeah, it doesn't make it as fun because um, when you're expected to win, everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just whatever. But, you know when you win unexpectedly, then people get more hyped about it or just everybody's always like, Oh, I beat you. And you know, whatever it is, if it's one little thing, but I guess that's kind of the cool thing about CrossFit too, is, um, in any given workout, you can get your, your ass kicked. And you know, you're, even if you win the games, you haven't won every single event. So, um, there's still, you know, pieces to that. 
I, um, do you have any thoughts about who handles pressure better like that, women or men? Uh, what, James, do you have any thoughts? Uh, or do you think you can't even categorize I mean, I, it like I, that? I would, yeah, yeah, I, I would kind of say men does. Um, yeah, 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 I'll just leave it at that. It, it, I feel like it's a lot to do with uh, somebody's history, you know, like what have they, how was their upbringing yeah, with that, their parents, yeah. with coaching, with, I mean, I think what you're going to see a lot of is these kids not playing sports. And so they've never really had pressure. They've never, you know, they've done CrossFit and they think that's their pressure. But um, uh, sports, I think, are an incredible, you know, life lesson you learn. You know, and not to say CrossFit, doing CrossFit as a teen isn't a sport, but I feel like playing team sports, doing all these different sports in high school or middle school or whatever it is, prepare you for so many more things in life as well as uh, competing in CrossFit. And a lot of these kids aren't getting it. Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I played. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I agree. So like, I agree with that because team sports, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's out of your control, and you may still lose a game, even though you played, you play, you play the best game of your life, and still lose. And I think I feel like that builds a lot of character too. You know, it's not always about what you've done. And then when you get to a CrossFit event, you know, like uh, I mean, I think I've heard you know several years out in Ma- uh, not Madison in uh, California, you know, the sleds where some people sled lanes were crappy and some people sled lanes were good and like there's fake stuff news fake news that shit was real <laughs> there's stuff you can't control in all sports and then stuff like that you know would rattle certain people and it wouldn't rattle other people who've had experiences with like things that are out of their control you know you move on you can't do anything about it you move on you try to do good in the next event uh we had uh justin Medeiros on the other day and he said when he has a bad event he set the timer for 20 minutes and his coach or his coach does and says, Hey, you can feel sorry for yourself 20 minutes. Thoughts about that, JR? Good technique. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a great technique for someone that maybe has a fast turnaround before the next event or someone that tends to dwell on past performances. If you know you're someone that's going to just beat yourself up over it for a full day or maybe into the next day and it's going to affect the next event, then I think doing something like that's probably smart. Taylor, you hear how good he sounds? You got the same mic as you, dude. He sounds like you a man. It, you sent it to me, bro. All right. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Angela. I said, I said, I don't know anyone like that. Do you, Rich? I know a, a Hillary Froning that tells me to get over myself on a constant basis. So they need that. Uh, um, James, how long did you work with Mal? Uh, two years. And, and, and how, how frequent was your working with her? Man, every day, six every, days a week. Okay. Um, what do you expect from her uh, this week? Um, I expect her to handle her business, you know, um, for the two years that I trained her, I trained her to be a machine. And, um, as we saw last year, mile 1000 was born, but, um, I'm expecting her to do her thing, especially on workout number one, you know, that's, that's, that's in her wheelhouse. And, you know, and, and that's why I like to build on to my athletes. It's like, look, if you know, something is your wheelhouse, go get it, go for it, you know, take bits and pieces from athletes and apply it to your repertoire. Right. And, I expect her to do her thing, man. I mean, she she made it there, and I'm I'm expecting Matt to uh, be able to capitalize off of that, and she's gonna do her thing. Uh, it's very similar to the workout that she won at the games, right? And she's the youngest female ever to win a workout at the CrossFit Games. Correct. Man, I want so, to. Savon's doing his homework. Good job. Uh, someone sent it to me. Will Plummer sent it to me. Ah, uh. Will Plummer sent it to me. I don't know shit. 
Uh, it, does does the men's does the men's category at the Granite Games have anyone um, th- that has that pressure on them the way Mal has? That's just expected to win it. Do you think that pressure is on Fakowski? No, not like that. I think the most pressure would be on Sam Quant. That's just and, my opinion. So, yeah, so yeah, I saw being... I saw you shake your head, James. So, so Mal is that dominant, or her class is that shallow? Right, right. I mean, I mean the height. The hype behind her for her to be 17 years old to play seventh last year and then, you know, to switch camps and then be trained by, you know, one of the greatest in the sport. And, you know, that that pressure alone comes comes with it. So, I mean, from her winning the Open, winning quarterfinals and then now, you know, everybody, you know, eyes on her to, quote unquote, be the next one to try to dethrone Tia. So, yeah, I mean, that pressure, you know, the pressure is there, but. But I know she could capitalize on it and um, continue that build. Do Do you think um, it's going to? Um, do you know how you're going to react when you see her go out there on the field? Do you yeah. think it's going to be? You think it's going to? It's going to move you uh, more than you think? No, no, no. Because you know my athlete did his thing, and you know 2021 is over with. So you know I got 2022 and beyond to worry about right now. For sure. All right. Does it make you angry that Brian has Colt Mertens outside of the top five? <laughs> everyone should have an emotional. Everyone should have an emotional. Uh, 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 everyone's intellect should be damaged by emotion, and therefore pick Colton. How's that? He I should do great on should have, He should do again, great James? on workout one. He should he do should. great on workout one. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he 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 should do great on workout one, and then going into the complex, I have him in my top five for that. So I see him coming out on top as um, hey number one. Hey, um, uh, the, hey, Angelo just summoned Brian. Hey, uh, James, James, I, I love I love that analysis. Uh, Brian, uh, we were just uh, it's funny. Someone Angelo was talking shit about Rich, and Rich popped on, and then he was talking shit about you, and you popped on. Look at this, Angelo. Who you can talk shit about next? <laughs> Matt, Matt Frazier. I got to wait at least five or ten minutes. Otherwise, I'll, I'll use up all my magic. He's a, he's a wizard. Brian, now that you're at the event and you've laid eyes on the athletes, is is any part of you, um, any of your opinions changing? Or is your is your emotion getting in the way? Your judgment getting clouded, seeing these veins and legs and asses and stuff? I saw, I saw two athletes in particular that I was really impressed with yesterday with just their general physique and demeanor. And one of them was... Uh, Emily Rolf and the other was Colton Mertens. Oh. <laughs> I am a wizard. I am a wizard. I need to hang up. I need to go use the <laughs> Angelo's a wizard. Um, yeah, I, had to say that. I, had, I had to say that. Everyone's giving me a hard time about Colton. Does he <laughs> just look like a brick shithouse or what? He like, no, he seriously does look really good. He looks like uh, he's about as prepared as he could be physically. And I mean, I think he's pretty much always lo- locked in mentally. Uh, James, on his Instagram, he did a 335 with the complex. Um, should he well, – I don't know which event that is at the Granite Games. Is it number two? Which number is it? The second one. Second one. Second. Should he open – now that we saw that, do we expect him to open with 335 there? No. No. <laughs> going out on a platform – going out on a platform is different than, than being able to do it in a gym and on then Instagram. warming up. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different. It's like weightlifting. You know, you could you could warm up to your opener, and then go out on a platform and bomb your opener. So wait a second, you know, James what, Townsend what? does three fifty five, 
on his Instagram in the complex. And then we asked him what he would open with at the semis. He says three sixty five. But Colt Mertens has to go down. <laughs> I, I'm I'm different. I'm different because, because I'm not I'm not I'm not squatting it. That's why I'm not squatting it. So, I, but I um, um, to me, to me, I've, I was seeing a lot of athletes, and it's it's that second, it's that second, um, that second complex on that front squat. If they come out slow on that front squat and they're able to complete it, they should just make a five pound bump. I've been seeing a lot of athletes, you know, complete their second round and then try to make a 10 pound jump. If you're, if your front squad is slow <laughs> on that second attempt, do not make a 10 pound jump. Taylor, is that a head? Taylor, is that a head fuck to come up out of that second front squat slow? Perfect. You're exactly. muted. You're JR, muted. go ahead, Taylor. buddy. JR, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, JR. JR, when they come, uh, tell, tell me what you think about what James is saying. If that second front squat, I mean, because as a fan, you get nervous too, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's probably a good rule of thumb. No pun intended, Taylor. You know, it's uh, it's you know, if even if you know your jerk is the strongest out of all those lifts, if your legs are gone after that second squat, that jerk is going to be tough. Brian, can you hear me? Yeah. Every, every, is everything smooth at the Granite Games? Should we expect everything to be perfect? He can't hear you now. No. Brian. I can hear you. Yeah, everything's going to be great. I've got a question for Brian. Okay, go. Uh, so did you see the Far East that the judge was giving them hand signals when to move on through the cleans and through the front squats into the jerk? No. Did you catch that? So, yeah, it, it seemed as if, like, they were trying to stop the athletes from moving on too quickly between the movements by giving them a hand gesture. And I was wondering if you'd heard anything about that at the Granite Games or if it's going to look a lot like the Syndicate in the Mac. Sorry to say I don't know. All right. All right. Great question. Hey, did you <coughs> – I noticed it. Did you like it? I thought it was good. Uh, I did like it, yeah. It lets everyone know that their lift's done and to move on to the next one. It seemed like the best way to go about doing it, yeah. And it really stopped athletes from either being confused or it stopped people from me from, you know, using my judgment on the outsider's perspective of things. Um, so, so, Hiller, Hiller, go ahead. Uh, I, got, I got a question. I don't mean to change the topic, but what's, what's, what's the drama between the GHD? What's, what's going on with that? It was in relation to where their hips are allowed to be slash if your hips are allowed to be in a certain location, is there a certain patterning in which your knees have to track? Does right. that make sense? So like they're there's a whole sitting like, on top is cheating. Correct. So, sitting on top so, is cheating. And then also if you splay your knees out to the side, it's going against with the intention of the movement. I thought right. uh, the top of the pad was okay, but anywhere on the half closest to the foot pad was not okay. So if your butt is on this side of it you're good if your butt's on that side of it you're not good right yeah no last year at the games that's what they told us the standard yeah. was yeah that's do they do they use the anus as the demarcation line is that the uh they just draw a line across that in the, in the briefing they put a sticker no. on your pants where your anus is so you know where it's at yeah <laughs> so you know where circle stickers. the thing is that uh at syndicate um a coach acts you know acts a head judge where where can an athlete be on the gsd and they was like you could be anywhere as long as your hands touch the ground yeah. and and on the JZ. So my athlete tutor, he he sits on top and his knees are bent. And that's much that that's more efficient for him 
and faster for him to to be able to touch the ground and touch the pad at top. You guys train both methods. Yeah. Yeah. How come? Just in case. Yeah, just in case. You know, just in case. But but for him, you know, I, I always like to tell my athletes, hey, you you do what's comfortable for you until the judge say something to you. And then if they say, hey, you got to go straight legs, and then no problem. We work on it. So, Sorry, Taylor, go ahead. I got three minutes. Okay, what do we want to know? Brian City walking the, the venue at the Granite Games. What do you want to know? Okay, let's start here. Has any is anyone not has anyone pulled out yet? That's a good question. Actually, yes. CrossFit someone, ring. <laughs> uh, well, if the Orange pulled out of the team competition and – Zoe Warren is withdrawn from the uh, individual competition. I haven't told Tyler Watkins yet, though. He's, it's on her roster. She's on his roster. Uh, which team? Can you repeat the team name again? Orange. If they orange. And, well, and, and why, why did Zoe pull out? Injury. Okay. So something she might have had that she was just hoping that would get better. That's what it sounds like, yeah. And, and what about the team? Uh, do we know why the team? Uh, injury to one of their athletes as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brian, did you see, um, n- n- did you watch any of the far East today? I haven't had a chance to, but I know, I know about that guy. If that's what you're going to ask. Yeah. Can I show you this video? I want to I show you this. I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, it can't hurt to show it again. Here he is, uh, uh pushing out uh three ten here. And when we showed that, just so you know, uh, James Townsend even said, wow, when we came back. <laughs> wow. Don't show it to any weightlifting coaches. <laughs> are we gonna get are we gonna get any more of you this weekend? Or are you gonna be able to jump in? We have another show uh at four thirty or something, another one at seven thirty Pacific Standard Time. Are you gonna be around? Uh, I won't know till the last moments. Okay. I'm gonna need help. I'm sick as a dog. I'm falling apart here. I know. I saw those pictures of you. It was quite impressive. That's why I'm wearing the coffee wads and pod shirt. I'm hoping people won't think this is the Sevon podcast. They'll think I'm Peter. <laughs> oh, Don't tell anyone. Okay. Anything else? Otherwise, I'm going to go. Uh, are, is everyone there? Is everyone there? Yeah, man. I saw a lot of the a lot of the the big names yesterday, and everyone's pretty excited. They were also super honest. I asked a lot of the athletes what they think about the competition. They're like, "Man, I, I can't afford a mistake." Everyone seems to know that there's one event or two events that's going to be the make or break for them, especially on the men's side. And uh, they're just talking about, you know, the need to capitalize on the rest of them so that, um, you know, they can afford a not so good finish on that one. Could you get a picture of um, Fakowski standing next to Colton Mertens for me? Please. Please. Yes, please. Thank you, Taylor. You're a good parent. I actually I actually think on the broadcast, uh, I can't remember if it's event one or two that they're going to feature both of them uh, as like the two feature athletes to watch in the event. It might be for the second one today. So you might get I don't know if they'll do a split screen or not, but you might be able to steal one there. Okay, great. Um, Have you seen Marquand Jones? I did. I talked to him yesterday. He said he's feeling good. He's excited to be back out here. It's been a while, but he's looking forward to it. Is he taking it serious? I'm sure he is, but I think that he's mostly just happy to be able to do this one more time. Oh, yeah, he's taking it serious. Okay, yeah. good. That's good to hear. How does Phil Toon look? <laughs> he looks He looks like he's ready to go. I saw him. He was the first person I saw when I got here on Wednesday night, and he looked like he was ready to just kill someone right then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but 
that's the like that could be the best thing for him or the worst thing for him. You know, there's some yeah. short workouts here, but there's some long workouts here too. So I think for him, it's going to be his fitness is great. He's definitely one of the five fittest here. He just needs to manage each event within within his own mind and make sure he doesn't burn out on those two long events. Um, any crazy rumors about the complex? Anyone like saying some crazy shit? Like we're going to see a three sixty five or something? Anthony I asked Davis, Anthony maybe. Davis yesterday, and he just smiled at me. <laughs> he's he'll set the record smile. for sure we'll see but there's definitely gonna i think that we'll see like uh, a big group of guys that hit bigger lifts overall than we saw last week at the map there's some guys even in the first seat that said that they can go above 330 and we only saw like maybe two or three of that last week all righty thanks brian really appreciate it dude that's awesome you popped in okay good, good to see you brian good to see you james later guys all-star cast. Holy cow. You know, we just brought up Anthony Davis, and he he's interesting because last year when he was competing at the Granite Games, he had only been training CrossFit for a handful of months. So now he's got a year under his belt, so he might be someone to look out for as well. That was his, know, right. but, but that wasn't his first time training CrossFit for a few months. Correct. It wasn't his yeah. first time. It was his first time in a while. He did like one of those Olympic lifting spurts. I, I had him on the podcast and he, and he didn't even, it didn't even seem like he was given CrossFit his all. Like, I mean, I haven't talked to him in, I don't know, nine months. But when I talked to him last, it was just like, it was just something he dab. It was almost like he dabbled in it. Is, is anyone here in contact with him? No one knows? Uh, not, not recently. I've spoken with him in the past a bit. Not the way you did where you had an entire podcast with him, but I've seen him at competitions and I, I just follow him on the Instagram and I know that he had a time where he was off and maybe you were talking to him during that period of time where he wasn't taking it quote unquote serious. But it's, I think it, uh, he might be someone to look out for, especially in the complex. He'll set the record. And same with Marquand. I mean, it's, it's obviously been five years since I interviewed him, but it was, I think it was at the Albany Regional. And when I interviewed him, he was just, it, he was so chill about it. Like, he didn't seem, uh, like some of these guys, like some of these people are like a nervous wreck. You know what I mean? They're just like, if they don't, if they don't do this, you got to put them on, on, uh, on alert. They've given it their all. Right. That's his, um, that's his personality though. He, he's very chill and, you know, having that sport background of, of playing football and everything, you don't, you don't let, you know, events get to you too much. You just, just calm and collective, you know? Oh shit. Where's rich and Angelo. How did you get that screen pulled up? Mine doesn't work. Uh, I had to go to, um, workout one. Ew. Thanks. Um, it let's, let's talk really, really honestly for a minute. This is my favorite. What do we got? Um, it will be a fucking huge shock if Colton makes it to the games in this group, right? I don't think if it'll be a huge shock. I don't think it'll be a huge shock. Yeah, I just think it's going to be oh. tough for him. It's going to be tough, but it's not going to be a huge shock if he makes it. No. How I'm, many? How many former games athletes are in in the field for the men? A lot. Uh, I think it's. <laughs> I think Grandiums put up a post. Paulson, Travis Mayer. Yep. Uh, Marquand. Marquand. Oh, Mark! What year did Marquand go? Twenty eighteen. 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 Oh, right. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Quant, that's four. Fiskowski, that's five. Chandler? So, Has Chandler so, been? Yeah, yeah Chandler's yeah, Chandler six. six. Five. Uh, Colton is... Oh, wait. Colton. Zach Bunton, one, two, three, Isaac. four, five, six, seven. Seven. Yeah, Zach Bunton, too. He was there he's been seven. to the games, too? I found the post. And five females. Fikowski, Mayer, Paulson, Quant, Smith, Mertens, and Button. 
on the and then there's side. dudes like and then there's dudes like this. I wish I would have kind of like looked into this guy more before the games. Oh, we were talking about him. He's just a monster on the machines, and he Matt. did real well. A lot of Palouse on that team of the Australian dudes. Matt Delugos. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, my, my uh, James, the the crew that we have on here, I can't tell exactly what's going on, but there's a little hating going on the machines. <laughs> a little bit of hating from all of us. From all of us. I love the machines. I, that's my. Best I love the Tortane. Um, do you have any thoughts about the machines? Oh, okay. Then I'll, I'll speak for myself. I think there's too many machines. I, I would be happy never to see the skier again in the CrossFit games. I don't think it adds anything. Uh, I, I actually like them. Okay. To be honest, you know, I, I like them for my athletes. Um, you know, I like, I like pairing them in with my athletes, especially with, uh, um, gymnastics. I'm not saying as no. a training tool, but I'm saying at, at the venue, at the event. No, yeah, yeah. No, no. I like that too. Like, like okay. the, um, what was that? The the uh, the Karen workout that they had the ski the with Karen. Yeah, yeah, the ski GAC. I, I like that. You know, I, I I like those components together for athletes to be able to show what their monostructural skills are like. So, you know, I like that. All right, I got some some tracks that I can pivot on that comment if you want me to. Please, Mister Hiller. Please, I got nothing. Number one, <laughs> yeah, you said someone else take over the show, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I have a source that says that over at Proven, they spend the majority of their time on the machines. Just like, let's do this machine, <laughs> now let's do that machine, it's this, that, whatever, machine, 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 all day machine. And I think yeah. that it does make a little bit of sense. James, you got something yeah. to say? Yeah. Yeah, just agree. Yeah, I agree. And, so, so, yeah. and then it's when the Ben Smith is on, yes. It's a great way to get intensity, and it's a great way to get contractions at a everyone says go push the sled go do sled work because you're not going to get the eccentric piece of the sled so if you go do a bunch of squats there's always an eccentric component that's the part that's going to beat you up most of the time if you go push the sled it's all concentric and centric and it's just like a nervous system beat down you're not going to leave and have some sort of deleterious effect on the muscle fiber so you can continue training same thing in my opinion on the machine so if you want to go do a bunch of pulling you row or you ski if you want to do the pressing you consider like the assault bike or maybe a Versa climber and you get like the upper pressing, the horizontal pressing. And I think that you get the intensity and then you get the contractions in. So it makes sense in my mind to be doing a bunch of the machine training, but, but the, I don't think it also carries over to a competition. Well, I think the other thing that also not a people, a lot, or at least some people acknowledge and understand is that the more machine work you do and the bigger your cardiovascular base is the more volume you can handle. The more volume you can handle, the faster you can recover um, yes. all that. And so the, the fittest are doing a lot of machine work because you can get easy intensity. Uh, you can improve your ability to recover and you can just handle so much more volume. And so one of the time. comments just, God, said, you sound, you guys all sound so smart. Hillary, you just blew me away. Good, good stuff, dude. Did I? Oh, cool. Yeah. The Stairmaster. Someone no, says, will the Stairmaster make an appearance? And I think <laughs> that the biggest thing that we need to talk about here is that you could throw a Stairmaster into the Granite Games. And Savannah will be sitting there like, why the fuck is everybody on Wait, which kind? Which kind of Stairmaster, though? Which kind? Which kind? I'm, the I'm one okay where you walk up the stairs. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> that one, one, okay, well, what's that one that they used to have in the gym when I was a kid? That Pull thing was up a the... picture of the Stairmaster. Okay, I'll tell you whether on. or not it's the one you're thinking about. Okay. It's okay. But okay. anyway, one, you can either go up and down the berm at the CrossFit Games, or you can put in a Stairmaster. So that, I think, Savannah, is the best thing you're talking about. Where you see the athletes on a skier, you don't like it. Put them yeah, on a freaking ski about, hill if you want. <laughs> Go ahead. What about the ladder one? The, the one Jacob's that ladder. Fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you like that machine, James? Have you ever had people on that? Yeah. I used to train UFC fighters. That's the Stairmaster. There it is. Yeah. yeah they have a burn grand. at Granite Games, though. So I feel like they should use the stadium at Granite Games, and they don't. 
or at least they, they should, but they don't. Yeah. They should, yeah. Well, yeah. they no longer. So someone in my comment section on a video today was talking about why do you guys keep on saying that Ben Smith or Rich Froning should program for these events? How dare you slap the uh, guy who owns Granite Games in the face? I'm like, do you guys know that Granite Games is no longer owned by James Swanson? Swanson sold Granite Games. It's part owned by Loudon Live now. And the only reason they're using Granite Games is because it's a big name that everybody knows. And that, I think that that's part of the differencing between the West Coast Classic and the Granite Games. It's like, oh, bigger name, we'll go to the Granite Games. Uh, well, Swanson... However, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say Swanson was also a huge proponent of Dave. Like I remember when I went in 2018, he would had just read Dave's book, Constructing Games, and gave him a lot of uh, credit. And so I felt like Swanson's programming was – at least he was uh, – Well, so he would use the hills. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And he would also use the area that's surrounded. But mm-hmm. I also think that they've moved from the area where it originated Granite Games. I've competed there a bunch. I've been up and down that fucking hill and around that entire course, and it's terrible. Terrible, awesome. It's like great. Which venue? Program. Which venue are you referencing? St. Cloud. The Granite uh, Game, St. Cloud venue. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. They, they used that that college campus. And mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Like they had the warm-up area right up, up top the uh basketball court with the gymnastics mm-hmm. place right next to it. And they used the field there. It was very cool. They covered the ice you hockey know, and, rink with floors. Yeah. And uh and Carson, they used the the stadium. Not that one. Yeah, this is sorry to interrupt, James. Uh, this is the one I thought you were talking about. All the gyms I used to go to had just shitloads of these, and I thought they were ridiculous. Okay, no. sorry. Go ahead, James. I said in Carson they use the stadiums a lot, uh, the stadium stairs a lot. You know, and that hey. and that was interesting to see. And I really like that too. But by the way, one of the things we talk about is the torque tank and about how the torque tank. Um, uh, you can't pass anyone when you push the torque tank. And for me, that should device shouldn't be in a competition if you can't pass someone right it's just one speed the whole time and someone and i said that's never been in the games ever before in an event where you can't pass someone but someone said another place you can't pass anyone is the stairs in con in in carson and i kind of approve of that i mean because you could right you could pull their shirt you could shove them to the side but i kind of like that like the the stairs for that reason so for the same reason i don't like the torque tank i used to love the stairs they need that back could you imagine that stairway and someone just stopped and they're like, I'm going to stop all of you guys. And I need you to do bad on this event. <laughs> I need, I need all these people to pass you. So I'm just going to stop in front of you. Yeah. You get in trouble. Well, not now, but if Dave was there, you get in trouble. If Dave was there, you get in trouble. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up before I go, uh, throw up in the toilet? Hmm. No. <laughs> <sighs> I think I think I got all that off my chest. Yeah, I'm sweating like a pig. Uh, Rich just texted me and said uh, his phone overheated. That's nice of him. <laughs> mm. I had a question for him too. What was oh, it? I'll answer question. it for him. I'll answer it for him. Um, I just wanted to know whether or not he thought he'd be able to compete at these semifinals, or if that's something he even considers. Does he look at him and say, "I'd kill this one"? Oh, he does. And, and then the James does too. James does too. The other thing I was curious about is whether, like, and how so does often, Jr. and so does Taylor. I know Taylor <laughs> does. Jr. Do you do you look at these and say, like, wonder how you'd stack up? Yeah, a lot of them. Jr. Um, would probably set a world record on the legless rope climb run of that. Is that why you had him as your partner on the pegboard thing? Yeah, hundred pegboard ascents. Yeah, he'd probably set a world record and work out with that too. Did you do track, Jr. Ba- did you do track or basketball, Jr.? I played basketball for how long? Uh, through college. Oh, shit. Wow. Where do you go to college at? Uh, Anderson University. It's just a D2 school in South Carolina. Crazy. I didn't know that. What were you? Forward? Uh, combo guard. 
More like a towel. He was a towel boy. Come on. James, you played in the NFL, didn't you? Yeah, the Bears. I thought so. I thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah. What, what did that look like for you? Uh, very business oriented. It's uh, how, do you, how do you figure? What does that mean? Uh, well, you have your guys who are like you know, like me coming on, who are just uh, I could say minimum base. So four thirty five was the minimum then, and then you have the guys who, you know, making three mil, four mil, ten mil a year. So there's a difference. There's a tier in it, you know. So. Is that political or what was the oh, very factor much. that kept you out? What was the factor that kept you out of like me knowing you as a name on the roster on the Bears? Because I'm in Chicago, you know. Um, I made the decision myself to walk away. Interesting. Do you yeah, yeah, care to a, share why? I, yeah, I had Here's a lot of pressure why. going on. Um, a lot of a lot of outside pressure because I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? So I had a lot of family members that I haven't talked to that never came to my game. Hey, James, I need. You know, they called me Jim Jim back home. So, hey, Jim Jim, I need 10 grand. I need 20 grand when you make it, this and that. And I'm like, all right, you know, cool. I, you know, I got you. I'll set you up. And it was just so much pressure. And then two months before the uh, the draft, you know, I tried to commit suicide because of the pressure, because of so much. And so I spent two weeks in, in, in a mental hospital and, you know, and, and, to be two months away from the draft and then still get picked up and to come into a camp and everything. And knowing that, you know, in order for me to be elite and be at that and be at my best, this needs to be better. And this wasn't better at that time. So I went into the office with Lovey Smith and told him like, I need to walk away. I need to become a better man, uh, a better father, future husband. I, I just need to be better because I can't be better for you guys if I'm not better here. So, I mean, just say walk away. I got two like, kind of questions off of that. Number one is, you said that you went through like a headspace change right there. Did, is that some stuff that maybe you implemented into Mal and will be implementing with Tudor as well? Absolutely. Like you use that experience and kind of give it to those guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I can relate. You know what I mean? Like, like with with Mal and with Tudor and then other athletes. You know, they always they have these 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 self-inflicted pressures on them, you know, that comes from social media, that comes from, you know, the other athletes that they came up with, that they competed, you know, with and, you know, as a teen and, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that, or, you know, morning chalk up, or this person is not talking about me. I need to be this. I need to be that. And that's like self-inflicted pressure, right? And and for me as a coach, I understand that. You know, hey, I understand that, that You had kids? What You had kids through all that? Or you didn't have kids yet? I had one. I have one. I have, um. I have a nineteen-year-old. I had her at seventeen. All right, can, uh, this is a crazy. Personal question. Tell me, fuck off. Yeah. But are you on medication now? No. no. Fuck. I God. I gotta hear this story. Not at all. God. I gotta hear this story. We're, we're talking about it right now. No, yeah, we gotta go. You, this isn't the place. Did this they, did the they place. put you on medication place. then? I spent time in a psych ward too. They fucking suck. They, you know, the thing about it is uh, they try to, and I talked about this plenty of times, and I don't have no problem talking about it, but they, uh, even even the when I was there, the people that had the problem, they would tell me, you don't belong here. They would be like, you you do not belong here. And that, and that still to this day sticks out to me because here are people who really have a problem, but they're, you know, for that quick second, snapping out of their problem saying, James, you don't belong here. You know, hey, you, did you, you drink at that time or do any drugs? 
No drugs, never. Drink occasionally, never smoked. Um, yeah. And most smoked, of those cats <laughs> smoke once, you know, weed once, and I didn't like. I didn't like how it made me feel. So I was like, Nah, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> and most of those cats in there were drug, like some sort of former drug addict. What'd you say? And most of those guys in there you were with, they were former drug addicts. No, just just no? just people that you know that just was different mentally. You know, was just in a different space mentally. You know. Damn. Yeah. Damn, good on you. Holy well, shit. Well, it's, it's a good thing that – so you just said all that, and you gave Mel O'Brien some of that, like, ability to deal with the pressure. So that's pretty cool. Right, that, right. That you work with her, and she'll probably definitely be using some of that this weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. No, cool. no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I started the show with that. Yeah, you know, I do that for all my athletes. It's like, look, it's it's really – your this all this self-inflicting pressure is really not that serious, you know, but I understand where this pressure is coming from. You know, but if you don't get a hold of it now, you know, it could affect you in the future. And especially, you know, I always tell them, like, look, when you're going in yeah, that first event, you need to bring that energy down. Right. Because if that energy is up, as soon as you go ahead and start, you're blowing that energy out and then you're wondering why you're so tired. Right. So so that energy needs to come down. And, and, and if you know how to manage that energy the energy of keeping that pressure down as well and not trying to compare yourself to somebody else and just treat it as one event, one workout, you know, one day at a time, you'll be fine. So I have a question about, do you, what do you think about a lot of the young kids coming up in the sport and it, it you know, I mean, you know what it takes to be the best and to compete at this level. And I, I just feel like, I guess I look at it and I question what is it doing to them growing up into that and missing out on a lot of the things that oh I man you know just just like you know just like what rich was saying is that they don't have the the experience of playing yeah. sport you know they don't they don't know what it what it takes to actually work work to something or or be in a team camaraderie or have a coach and say hey you know what you're not the best you could be second string or hey you know you'll have 10 minutes to play or you know we'll throw the ball to you maybe five or ten times or whatever you got to work to that right but now it's like it's it's so so much individualized. It's like you know I need to make it to the games because now they have teams and you know my friend who who does CrossFit is is a games athlete and I need to be that too. And it's like you don't you don't need to be that right now. And I understand CrossFit is their sport, you know their high school sport, right? It's like we were coming out, we were playing baseball, basketball, football. That was our high school sport. That was our. Um, extracurriculum right but this is their extracurriculum and i and i get it and i understand it but when i'm training a lot of these athletes man they 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 have a lot of pressure that they put on themselves you think they're more likely to burn out that's one thing i fear in terms of all that mental pressure they can they can if they have a coach that give a damn yeah you know i'm a coach i'm a coach that give a damn because i've been there you know i've been to the point to where it drove me to trying to take my life but now, but but now that I understand that it takes somebody to understand, and it takes somebody to give you the the time and care to to help you deal with those pressures, right? You thought and you were did. letting someone down. Is that why you did that? You thought you were letting yeah. someone down? Oh yeah. I mean, when you when you look at you know football players and you look at you ever seen that uh, sixty for sixty, or the uh, I mean the thirty for thirty on um or the broke NFL players? Yeah. The number one reason why they go broke is because of family. Right. They don't know how to say no to family. Right. 
right? And and, and it always comes down to that, you know, I don't want to let moms down. I don't want to let my brother down. But most importantly, I don't want to let the hood down or or I don't want to let, you know, my community down. You know, and that, and even when I came home, people were like, yo, what are you doing here? You should be in a camp, you know, the Cowboys or whatever, or or the Eagles. The Eagles, you know, they their camp is right up here, you know, South Jersey. They right across the Ben Franklin Bridge. Just go to their camp. You shouldn't be home. But at the same time, are you going to ask me why am I home? Are you going to want to understand why I decided to walk away instead of just seeing me as an athlete and saying, hey, I need to make this money to take care of you? Hey, James, why are you home? Let's, oh, mental, mental health. All right, let's take care of that. Then, so when you get better, then you can go ahead and go to a camp. But don't just say, you know, you shouldn't be home. You should be in a camp. Why are you home? Why are you walk away? Understand the why, you know? Do you have a podcast, James? No. Are, you, are your mom and dad still around? Yeah. That's I think cool. the most important thing to take away from all that is that you've spoken a handful of times now about how almost more important than the workouts the athletes are doing is the headspace that you put them into, into their training sessions, into the competitions and whatnot. And you said just there that you removed yourself from your sporting world because your headspace wasn't correct. And it's right. almost like your entire coaching methodology came from that. Would you yeah. say that? that thing yeah. Parallel? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It came from... One, not having my dad in my life. So so I pride myself on not becoming the same man that, that he was and not becoming the father that he was. And so by him, you know, and, and I could shake his hand to this day. So by him not being in my life, he made me a better man and a better father, which ultimately made me a better coach. So dealing with that and being able to come out of that headspace as, as a football player, I'm able to be able to relate to so many athletes and so many people to help them come to grips with their, you know, with, with, with their situations or their problems, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to watch the semifinals. James, you're a bad dude. Taylor, Self, you're a bad you, dude. Jerry Hall, you're a bad dude. Hiller, you're a bad dude. I'm a sick dude. Uh, <laughs> thanks you guys for coming on. Um, I will send you guys, uh, DMS and text shortly to tell you when we're going to go live next. Um, if I'm still alive, I'm excited to watch, uh, events one event one. We're coming back after event one. We'll give you guys uh 30 minutes to an hour of, uh, chatter from us. And then we'll stay up late tonight. Those of us who stay up late, will be back here. I guess it's midnight around East coast time and we'll see you guys. Then I'll try to pile on some more special guests for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bam.